what's going on, everybody? This is the Homie Juan Kenobi Podcast, Episode 5. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Thank you very much. This is a solo dolo podcast this time. Like I told you guys before, I will have solo dolo podcasts, and I'll have the homies on there. And hopefully in the future, I'll have special guests. You never know. You got to keep pushing, keep going. The marathon continue, bitch. All right, today we'll be talking about a little bit of everything sports-wise. Let's start off by saying this time of the year is so boring. The only thing that we see is reporters just making hella clickbait. There ain't nothing to talk about, so they just coming up with any fucking thing. So we got college basketball, I mean, college football coming up. Then we got NFL. I can't wait. It's just a little over a month until college football starts. And then you got NFL. Then you got the NBA. It's going to be a exciting year. I mean, in college football, you have Clemson Tigers. That's probably be number one. And then followed by Alabama. And then third probably be Georgia. It's up in the earth, in my opinion. There, ain't, there isn't a dominant team on paper. But when we get to seeing guys play games, might see a dominant team. So think it'd be up in the air this year. You never know. It might be Georgia's year, even though they lost a couple of receivers and a couple of weapons, but you never know. And then NFL is exciting. A guy came out and uh, dropped out his uh, preseason, his preseason thoughts on who the records would be in the uh, in NFL this season. I'm sorry. I'm fucking high. And um, the guy had my red scans starting off 3 and 13. <laughs> like, what type of weed is that guy on? He had the Chargers and the Eagles in the Super Bowl with the Chargers winning. Let me start off by saying, the Eagles have to have Carson Wentz for a whole year. They ain't got Nick Foles as backup. Can Carson Wentz stay healthy a whole season? That's the question. If he stay healthy, they might go to the Super Bowl. I ain't going to fucking lie. They might go. They had Deshaun Jackson. That's a guy that's liable to score every single time he's running around. The guy's just so fucking fast. And like I said on previous podcasts, he is, he is a top 10 deep threat guy of all time. The guy is just that amazing. He went back home to Philly. So you think he ain't going to rise to the occasion and going to go out there and fucking ball? But I said, Carson Wentz got to stay healthy. They have a lot of running backs. Eagles, is they got a pretty good roster. But they lost their offensive coordinator to the Colts, and you see the jump that the Colts had last year. That was a pretty fucking good team. So let's see if the Eagles can, you know, bounce back from all that. They didn't really have a good – I mean, they made a playoff push at the end of the season, but overall they wasn't a good team. And like I said, they franchise quarterback and Carson Wentz. Can he stay healthy the whole year? And then with the Chargers, that's a good team also. Not a good team, a great team. But Melvin Gordon, he wants to be paid. Everybody wants to be paid, man. They don't want to go out there. They liable to get hurt. This is the guy that then dealt with his fair share of injuries. They don't want to go out there and risk it all and then don't get paid. 
you see guys like that happen to you seen that happen to guys like Isaiah Thomas, even though that's in basketball, but that's still somebody that went out there, knew they were supposed to get the bag and didn't get it because they was hurt. Isaiah Thomas, DeMarcus Cousins come to mind, you know, in that type of situation. So, you know, guys just want to get paid. They just want the secured bag and make sure that family's straight. So I don't blame these guys for sitting out and wanting to get paid. So hopefully the Chargers take care of Melvin Gordon. That's who the guy had. The guy was on, um, he worked for NFL. And uh, said he even had the Giants a better record than my risk. And the Giants, 5-11. and 11. How do you see the Giants winning two more games? I'm sorry, this is USA Today, not NFL. How do you see the Giants winning two more games than my Redskins? They gave up their best player on defense and offense. They gave up Odell. They gave up Landon Collins. How do y'all see the Giants winning two more games? Even though I know this is just a guy and these are just all, you know, projections, but still, this is the guy that's getting paid to do all this. And, I, you know, I just have my question marks. This is a team that started off 6-3 and three in my risk. And we started off 6-3, and three and we basically was relying on our defense, Alex Smith. We started off 6-3. and three. The same defense is back, plus more. So, I expect the so last two years we've been 7-9. and nine. I expect 8-9 wins could be more. So we got some question marks every, at uh, quarterback. You don't know if it's going to be Chase Kingdom or if they're just going to let the dog out and let uh, my boy Dwayne Haskins get the keys to the nation week one. You never know. We kind of got options. So I like talking about my Redskins because the future is bright. When I talk highly of shit, it fucking comes true. We are a couple pieces away. Whether it's with Jay Gruden or not, this is going to be his sixth year. He's a nice little coach. He's a players coach. You want your players, you want a team to have a players coach. You don't want a hard ass trying to coach young man. I mean, not young man, man, and you know, tell him to do this and that. You want a players coach. That's what Jay Gruden is. Yeah, the last two years he started off seven and nine, but he done had a bullshit hand. Last two years been injuries. Just imagine if he hasn't suffered as many injuries as he has. No telling what it will be. We started off six and three with Alex Smith. He was get going. We didn't have receivers. Most of our receivers was hurt. Said the sky's the limit. And then we also have to take in consideration is the last what three, four years, the person, the team that they had winning the NFC East, who they projected hasn't won. Last year was the Eagles. Cowboys won. Year before that was the Cowboys, Eagles won. So, you know, the team that they always project don't, don't never win. <laughs> Crazy. But, like I said, if they don't re-sign Melvin Gordon, then I don't see too much. And then the guy also had the Steelers, 11-5. And, and it's like, how? They just lost their number one receiver, Antonio Brown. Let's see if Juju can rise to the occasion and ball out and still have good numbers. Well, actually, he had better numbers. Last year, it was kind of easier for him, not taking away from the skill set that he has. 
and how good he is. But, you know, it's easier because Tony O'Brown was getting double teamed. So let's see if that happens. Then he had the Jaguars 10 and 6. Bills 8 and 8. Like, are you serious? The Bills better than my Redskins? Like, I don't see too many teams better than my Redskins. Like, we have a top tier defense. But, like I said, most of these guys, they know they sports, but half of them just have degrees. Let's be honest. They just got degrees. That's the reason why they up there. There's a whole bunch of people like myself that don't got degrees, but just as talented as these motherfuckers. So there's people out here that know what they're talking about. I give them that. But come on now. You got to put some more respect on them, on them skins. Let's be serious. Said if I had to pick the best team, who I think in the NFC, just Kirk Cousins, because you know how he is with pressure. He had to have a good running back, and Dalvin Cook been hurt. He had to have a good running back and a good defense, and the defense wasn't as good last year as it was the year before. So I don't great defense, great coach, pretty good team. Said so Cowboys five and eleven. Are you serious? Like I said, I see the Packers being a good team, Rams, Seahawks, Bears, and you just don't know with the Falcons. This might be the year with that the Falcons be good. But also, the 49ers, is, I think, is going to be a pretty good team, as long as, you know, Garoppolo don't do no stupid shit, because Kyle Shanahan is a great coach. And you see that at the, the fucking Falcons, Matt Ryan ain't did too much. Great coach. And speaking of Kyle Shanahan, we had him as our uh, offensive coordinator. We had Sean McVay as our offensive coordinator. We have great guys and on our coaching staff. It's just we the Washington Redskins, and we have so much expectations that, you know, it's easy to talk down on us and put us 3-13. and 13. Come on, guys. We got, we got great defense, great coaching staff. But not great coaching staff. We have a good coaching staff. And like I said, sky's the limit for us. And then with the AOC, the Chiefs, of course, even though, you know, they lost a few plus, they still got the MVP. Chargers are going to be pretty damn good. And I said Colts and the Patriots, of course. Patriots, let me tell you about the Patriots. I don't hate own legacies or... Dynasties, I don't really hate on dynasties, but you have to respect the Patriots. The Patriots is like the only team that's like guaranteed to make it to the conference championship. So you automatically got to put the Patriots there. Long as Tom Brady's there, they always going to be there. Always. And the guy said he got three, four more years. So that's another guarantee. Coach is pretty good. Um, I like, uh, I think the head coach name is Frank Wright. Pretty damn good coach. Uh, pre-GM, like they said, you have to have a good owner, good coach, good quarterback. And the coach have all three. Yeah, you know, the uh, the owner, you know, done did a f- couple fucked up things, DUIs and some more things I forgot, but I'm not going to put it up there because I don't know for sure. But I know he done been in trouble quite a few times. But like I said, you have to have owner, GM, quarterback. And the coach is one of a few teams to have it. Said my Redskins, question mark owner. Some love them, some don't. You don't really know about them. Um, 
not really in the media compared to other coaches, I mean, other owners, like your Jerry Jones and all them other owners. But we have question mark at, uh, I mean, overall, because it's like a whole, you know, corporate, it ain't no GM, everybody's making decisions. We, we done made a couple few good decisions and question the quarterback. We don't know. Like I said, we got great defense, good roster, sky's the limit. Quit sleeping on my Redskins. But, like I said, it'd probably be the Chargers and Patriots and the AFC. And then NFC is up in there because it could be the Rams again. Eagles can be good if Carson Wentz is healthy. Seahawks, Pete Curl, and Russell Wilson can't put nothing past them. Plus, they added another offensive weapon in DK Matcliffe. Saints can be good. Falcons can be good. When not Saints can be good, they will be good. Falcons up in the air. You don't really know, but they got one of the best receivers in the game. So you never know. But like I said, man, sky's the limit. It's up in the air. Really no dominant teams. Patriots is the only team that's like guaranteed the spot. And then um said back to uh college football. Talk about them Cardinals. Um, Scott Statterfield said uh, as soon as he got her, Puma Paz wasn't all that confident. And that's kind of that's kind of ugly to see that your starting quarterback that had a year of experience with no confidence whatsoever. You can kind of blame it on Bobby Petrino. But hopefully Satterfield inserted that confidence right back into Puma Pass. If the season started today, I'm pretty sure Puma Pass would be the starting quarterback. And I'm going to put this out there. We play Notre Dame Monday night, week one, ESPN at the Crib. We would go down there. Well, they would come down here, and we're going to win. I'm going to put that out there. We're going to win first game because we have a squad. We got a nice little receiving core. We'll get one of the best receiving cores in ACC. Decent little quarterbacks. Just need to put some confidence in Puma pass because that boy didn't have no type of confidence in his pass. Like, your name can't be passed and you ain't got no confidence when you're passing the ball. So hopefully he take that next step, playing with hella confidence. Scott Stoutterfield, get him together. We got a couple good running backs. He made some moves defensively. I like that we added uh, Court Dennison back. He's a guy that was up under uh, Charlie Strong, good recruiter. He's a co-defense coordinator. He can recruit his ass off, so I'm pretty sure he's going to bring talent back to the field, and we're going to be back. And we're going to be looking at Bobby Petrino like, hey, man, that we let him go. I ain't going to get – to own Bobby Petrino because first thing he was good with Lamar he was good and then after that he said fuck it so Bobby Petrino's on my shit list I didn't like how he fucking did that shit that was fucked up gave him another opportunity and you know basically said fuck it I'm gonna take his cash and dip so he always get praised on the first thing that he had here in Louisville pretty good not even gonna lie, I, I'm gonna give credit to what Curtis do. He was he, he was pretty good, but 
So we ain't we ain't all state hands. We ain't good hands. It's gonna be up a up and down year, but I think we're gonna be better than what a lot of people expect. And uh, news today that dropped about the basketball team. David Johnson suffered a shoulder injury. He is out four to six months. My personal opinion, that hurts us, but then again, it don't. Because, you know, we added a fifth year. We had a fifth year um, transfer you. We done had a lot of success with fifth year guys from Damon Lee, Trey Lewis. Um, I forgot that uh, one uh, crap dude. Uh, Tony Hicks is who I'm talking about. And then we had got guys like Quan Four. He was straight defensively. He just wasn't all that good offensively, but defensively he was hella good. And then we got that dude Fresh Campbell, which I feel like is good. But David Johnson, that's a ball handle, a point guard, six four, six five. Can see over defenses. Our other, you know, point guard, six one, six two, six one, six foot. And then you got guys that can, you know, bring the ball up. Um, Nickelberry, 6'4", Williamson, 6'6". They can handle the ball. Chris Mack said Williamson is probably one of the best ball handlers. I didn't see too much of that. And, um, you know, in the highlights and watching them, I seen them, you know, post up. A lot of like Jason Tatum, I didn't see too much, you know, running sets. I seen that with Nickelberry. Nickelberry was in AAU. He, uh... He compares his game to Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is a combo guard. He can bring the ball up and he can go get him, uh, go get his on the buckets. Nickelberry, um, he had um, his last AAU stint. He had to play point guard because they had injuries, and he was all right. But I know he dropped down in the rankings. And like, like I said, the guys that's doing these rankings, half of them didn't even play basketball. Like I said, just degrees, but Nickelberry dropped in the rankings, and he, you know, had comments where he said he didn't really like playing point. So I guess you know throughout the game, you know, sets he'll bring the ball up, but I don't think he like running point. David Johnson, he likes running point. He's a point guard, so he's out four to six months. We all hope that it's just four months, but get healthy. Get ready for ACC because we're going to need that ball handling, especially against your Virginias, your North Carolinas, you know, all of them great teams that can play defense. We're going to need David Johnson. So I don't want to rush him back. So I want him to get his full recover full, fully and come back better than ever. So I don't know. Chris Mack said at the season, I mean, you know, coaches are always going to say this, but, you know, at the season started, he said that it would be Fresh, Kimball, and Darius Perry in the backcourt. So, hopefully, Darius Perry is a great basketball player. I like him because he played defense. It's just he get too antsy. Like, he can play good defense, but he want to, you know, instead of, instead of just sliding your feet and playing defense, he want to, you know, reach and get fouls called, and that put teams in bonus and give him – fouls and he's not really playing like that because he's getting you know quick two three fouls but he's a great on-ball defender when he wants to be offensively he rushing to score if he calm if he be calm 
He can be a good player. I still believe in Darius Perry. He's a great player. And he can shoot a little bit. He can knock it down if he's open. Great basketball player. But, like I said, my opinion, it would be Kimball, Williamson, um, Sutton, Nora, and probably Enoch. You can't go wrong with, even though offensively I don't think he's that good, you can't go wrong with Williams because he was good defensively and he started, well, we played 33 games. He started 20 of the 33 games. Enoch, better offensively, but not that good defensively. He gets lost too much, but you never know. Another year in the system can be better. And don't sleep on Aiden because that boy is going to get hell of PT. I still think his Louisville team is top top three team for sure. I My personal opinion, we cut down nets. I'm going to be in Atlanta. I'm going to be at the Final Four, and I'm going to be at the championship game. I'm not missing it. I got to witness a championship here. I'm going to the game this time. We are going to win it. It's either going to be – like nobody knew Virginia was going to win it. Let's be real. But on paper, it's either going to be us or Michigan State. Michigan State is a great team. Good-ass team. Especially adding uh, Rocket Watts. Then you got Cassius Winston back. <laughs> That's uh, – that's a great team. That's the only team that really scared me. North Carolina's not going to be good. Duke is going to be good. Coach K, you know, so good at coaching freshman now, so they're going to be good. But we too fucking deep. We can go 5 in, 5 out. But like I said, everybody got to play as a team. Can't be having no ball hogs. Nora, he's, gonna, he's a scorer, so you can't really get mad at tough shots that he take because that's his game. But we 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 gonna be alright. Can't even lie. Them cars is gonna be good. It's really on Chris Matt. He got a lot of options. And he's gonna rise to the occasion. NBA. That shit is gonna be exciting. Like real deal exciting. <laughs> like and there's no more dominant teams. It's just all duos. I'm going to give you my top five duos. Number one, easily, LeBron James, the best basketball player on the planet. Nigga saying that he ain't the best basketball player, but you got to think. He was hurt last year, and he still what, averaged, what, 28, 8, and 8 at, what, 33 years old. If, if he didn't get hurt, if he didn't hurt his, uh, was it, growing, they would have made the playoffs. Let's be real. But that's the best thing to happen, LeBron. Missing the playoffs. He ain't missed the playoffs since fucking early in his career. And he been to the finals nine times straight, nine years straight. That's rest on his body. So that man is going to be a monster next year. But back to what I was saying. KD and LeBron, number one duo. Um, number two duo. I'm going to still put the Splash Bros. Them niggas is amazing. They ain't going nowhere, even though Clay's out. They still number two in my book. Number three, Paul George and Kawhi. They going to be monsters at the Clippers. Like, <laughs> that's going to be crazy. And then number four, I still have to put them top five. But number four. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put them five. Number four, I'm gonna put Harden and Westbrook. 
But on paper, you still got to put Kyrie Irving and KD. But since KD's out, and I said top five next year duos, Damian Lillard and Chris McCollum. I mean, CJ McCollum. I'm sorry. But on paper, KD and uh, Kyrie's at five. Like, NBA is going to be so exciting. And this is going to be not just next year. These niggas signed two, three, four-year deals. And then watching that um, the Clippers introducing um, Kawhi and um, Paul George yesterday, they are on cloud nine. Like, you have to respect Steve Ballmer, even though, you know, he's rich as shit. But that owner, that guy, man, he's just passionate. Like, why wouldn't you want that as your owner? Like, the dude was just, like, so damn happy. You know, I, I watch shit like that. I'm like, damn, this dude is, like, motivated. Like, you, as a fan, you want your owner motivated and wanting to win instead of just... Because they're going to make money anyway. Kings, they making money anyway. Browns, they making money anyway. These teams are still popping. Like, they, the owners are still going to make their millions and millions of dollars at the end of the league. We're going to cut the teams, what, $3, 4000000000 billion a year to split on revenue, TV revenue. So they're going to get paid anyway. You know, it's easy, to act, it's easy for the owners to act like they care about winning. But this guy, he really cares about winning. Like I said, owner, GM, coach, Steve Ballmer, Jerry West, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers and Jerry West, them is Hall of Fame guys, Hall of Fame coach, Hall of Fame executive. Like, Jerry West, the logo is the best to do it. The moves that he has made is crazy. Like, nobody thought that the Clippers was going to make moves like that. Not even reporters. They all thought it was Lakers. But Jerry West, you can never count out Jerry West. He's fucking like crazy. Well, the Clippers is going to be a good team. Something that the Clippers is not used to. Expectations. Yeah, they had expectations with Chris Paul and, you know, Live City, but it wasn't championship expectations. It was conference conference uh, championship expectations. They have winning the finals expectations now. And if you, like, live in L.A. and you care about basketball, like, you have Clippers, Lakers, you have NBA, you have uh, fucking NFL, you got the Rams, and you got the Chargers, like, <laughs> you got, I, I ain't really into baseball like that, but you have the Dodgers, you got, um, you know, UCLA and USC, even though USC ain't as good as it was in the early 2000s, people still go to them games, fans are still passionate about them schools. And then, last but not least, I'm a high school guy. I love watching high school sports. I'm in the recruit. I know a lot of motherfuckers. I pay attention to these recruits. Top 10. I mean, not top 10, top 100. Top 10 too, but top 100. I pay attention to that shit. High school basketball in California is going to be amazing. Like, LA is going to be lit. I might have to take a trip there next year. For sure. But I think... With KD being out and not being at uh, Warriors and Clay being hurt, that takes Warriors out of it unless if um, – I mean, I think D-Lo was 
be good for the Warriors because he's a good player, and I feel like he'll fit anywhere. He's matured. He's going to be good, and I don't think they're going to trade him. I think they'd be good to have Curry, Clay, and D'Lo in the backcourt. They can get away with that. They won't be as good defensively because they lost Iguodala, and KD was a good defender. But depending on Iguodala, if Iguodala get balled out and he go L.A., and then they add like a J.R. Smith, that's going to be the team. But it's like, see the Lakers, Clippers, them two teams. Like I said, Doc Rivers, he done won a championship before. Jerry West, you got a whole bunch of dogs on the Clippers. You got more dogs on the Clippers than you do on the Lakers. Pat Beverly and Hurl, them is top 10 dogs in the uh, league. Them niggas is dogs. You know I know all about Hurl and about Patrick Beverly. I was telling niggas about Patrick Beverly before he started blowing up. And then you got Lou Williams. But it's just my thing with Lou Williams is he'll tell you himself, he got fucked his whole career. This man is a walking 20 points per game. He got fucked all throughout his career. Every team that he'd been on, he got fucked. He was the man last year. He was clutch. He went on. This this Clippers, <laughs> let's take this in. This Clippers team, without Kawhi and Paul George, took the Golden State Warriors to six games with a healthy KD. They took it to six games and didn't really have a superstar. Lou Williams, he has been fucked throughout his whole career. But Doc Rivers, you know, he let him go out and have him. But like I said, he got fucked a hundred times. Wouldn't be surprised if he got fucked again. And then with the Clippers, if you took Kawhi, you have to understand he's not going to play all 82 games. He's not going to play. He's going to set out his 20 games. Paul George, they say he just had, he just had shoulder surgery. Is he going to be healthy? He's going to miss a couple games. So you have to know this is a marathon. Everything's a marathon. Shout out to Nipsey. I mean, I ain't trying to be one of them, but this is really a marathon. Clippers, are y'all going to be ready for the marathon? It might not be all good and gravy at the beginning. Steve Ballmer, are you ready for the marathon? Yeah, you're passionate and all that, but you have to know. Kawhi's going to take his games off. Paul George is going to miss his games. And then when he do come back, it's going to take him some games to get back to the Paul George that he was beginning of the season. Last year. Well, not beginning the first half of the season. Because before All-Star break, he was currently first half of the season MVP. That's no questions asked. But healthy, Clippers is dangerous. They got two of the top five two-way players on, the, on their team, Paul George and Kawhi. They got clutch players. You can't teach clutch. You can't teach You can't teach that. Kawhi, he's clutch. Paul George, he's clutch. And then you got them dogs, Patrick Beverly, Montrezl Hurl, that's going to come at your neck. That's going to come at your neck. Lou Williams, he's a dog too. That's going to come at your neck. But they have to be healthy. I'm a Rockets fan. I didn't really know how. Still to this day, I don't really know how I feel about this Westbrook trade. But I'll tell you one thing. I take Westbrook over Paul. I mean, Chris Paul. I'll take that over any day. Chris Paul couldn't make a move. But let's get to Chris Paul real quick. Great player. First first uh, couple years, pretty good. What was that, two years? Last year wasn't, you know, career lows because Harden was dribbling the ball, you know, 22, 23 seconds. So, you ain't going to get too many opportunities. But Westbrook, that's going to be different. Has no choice but to be different. Really, is it 
Westbrook and Harden, or is it Mike D'Antoni? That's why question everything at. Can Mike D'Antoni coach his team? He's a good coach, but he's one of them coaches that when it's all said and done, he don't get the job done. Regular season, that's great. Basically, you got two, you got a head coach and a uh, franchise player that's better in the regular season than they are in the postseason. Harden and Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni can't win in the postseason. That's my question. Will he adjust to Westbrook and Hart? Can he do that? That's where it all comes down to. Westbrook's still explosive. Still going to go out there. He ain't going to go out here and average a triple-double. He's not going to have the ball on his hands like that. I said, I appreciate Chris Paul because if he was one injury away well, if he didn't get that injury uh, hamstring, we would have won championship. No questions asked. But like I said, I, I know I keep saying this, but it's true. Owner, GM, player. Good owner. One of the best GMs in Daryl Morey and James Harden. Like I said, Mike D'Antoni, you have to put James Harden in better situations to score the ball in the playoffs. And then I like how P.J. Tucker came along. Well, not necessarily came along. He started being more consistent. And he started showing the world he can go out here and play defense. He was always a great defender, good defender. But I feel like last couple years he had turned into a great defender. I wish that we had got rid of um, Clint Capella. Because, you know, he can't really do too much. I mean, when you play center, are you when you check in Capella, all you have to do is just watch out for the law. That's it. Put a body on him when Harden uh, start collapsing to the free throw line because he's going to throw it live, put a body on Capella, and jump with him. That's He's limited. I wish we would have got rid of him. And then I could see if he was limited and he would go out here and get 14, 14, 15 rebounds. He's not that type of player. He'll have games that he had that, but he's not that type of player. I like that we kept um, Austin Rivers. Still got Eric Gordon. You know, we still got a team. Don't sleep on them Rockets. But, like I said, it really defaults on Mike D'Antoni. That's where it really comes in at. But, like I said, man, Zion signed with Jordan. I was hearing Puma. I felt like Puma's taking over, in my opinion. Yeah, they ain't got the best shoes, but there's Jordan. Who has, from Jordan, had consistent good shoes that everybody was wearing? Melo early in his career, his first couple of J's, and was good. Chris Paul early in his uh, probably one or two Chris CP3s that people was rocking. People's not really rocking uh, team shoes. I mean, you know, player shoes like that from Jordan. Let's be honest. So I thought, you know, Puma taking over Jay-Z's are. So I'm thinking he's getting all the big-name black people. And then Zion... He has uh, Master P offering him to, uh, I think it was like $20 million to uh, wear his, I think it's called Moyotis or something, like off the court. So that, that man can secure the bag. Like, he better have one crazy-ass marketing team because that man can get that bag before he even play a game. I don't think, I want him to be good. I want all black people to be great. But I don't think he can be great at 285. 
DeMarcus Cousins, he's 6'10". Zion Williamson, he's what, 6'7"? DeMarcus Cousins is 280. Everybody's saying he's out of shape. He shouldn't be playing. So he has to stay, what, 250, 260? Zion Williamson, 6'7". I'm, I'm giving him 6'7". Really, he's probably 6'6". 6'7", 285. He's not going to be great at that. You know, I see him now in New Orleans. You see Kendrick Perkins. He was saying it's hard not to turn down that great food down there. It's food everywhere. So, like I said, team, David Griffin, you better have a fitness dude walking around Zion 24-7. I kind of like how players is, like, jumping from high school to, like, overseas or something. Like, why would you waste that year of um, college not getting paid when you can get you a little bag? And then it seemed like more and more of them getting a shoe deal. I'd rather make two, three million playing overseas. Yeah, you're playing against uh, better people, but that's the point is to get better, right? Why would you want to go college and the college and the NCAA is profiting off of you? And you can't even get a free meal without getting in trouble. I'm kind of glad players are taking that. Um, RJ Hampton, he signed with, uh, what was that, uh, um, uh, uh, Lee Yang, whatever, how the fuck you say that shit, that uh, weighs with, like, get that bag, youngins. If you good, and you know you good, and you won't get better, why not take that overseas? Get that overseas bag. Come back and be better. Versus playing in college, and you, you, you got focus on homework, and you got tests, and you got X, Y, and Z, when you can just go overseas, and... I trained for a year and like get it like shoe deal how um dude for, that committed to Syracuse did. Sit on that one two million, train and go to uh, workouts and you know play five on fives. Why not? Like I said, the mission is to get better. Can't be scared of competition. Can't be scared of no type of competition. But like I said, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. This is a solo dolo. Um, probably some probably thought I was uh, wasn't doing this no more. You know, I just sat back, wanted to keep learning. And like I said, when sports come in, I will turn it up a notch, start dropping shit. And so I appreciate you guys for tuning in to Homie Wan Kenobi podcast. Thank you very much. Oh.